We're seeing a greater and greater use of multimedia in schools as a way for teachers and students to communicate. I've had a lot of questions about how Tilt is created, so in this episode we're going to take a look from start to finish at how a Tilt episode is created. So, as we get started here, uh, we'll take a quick kind of overview of what we're going to cover in this episode and what we won't. Um, okay, we've got a website here that has particular episodes as blog postings. I give a little bit of a description, do some links to the websites that I do in the screencast. Then I've got an embedded sort of flash video version created by Google, a link to the larger Google video version, and as well the ability to download uh, MPEG-4 which is playable through QuickTime and RealPlayer if you're on a Mac and also the Windows Media version which in this particular episode I don't have up yet so so getting started the website I created the website with blogger.com and on one of their uh, frequently asked questions or uh, tips there was the ability to get rid of that little address bar that's at the top of the blogger blogs and I was able to kinda customize a theme for this uh, from a different website. We're not going to get into that today, but what I want to let you know is that Blogger is extremely easy to sign up for. Uh, there's an episode, a Tilt episode, on uh, educational blogging if you want to take a little more in-depth look at how to get started with that or some different blogging. Uh, the one thing about Blogger is that everything's public, so if that's not a good thing, if for example you're a classroom teacher and you'd like your students to be publishing their own work on there, and if you're a little nervous about putting out to the www. Um, you can use something like WordPress. There are others that allow password protection in their features or uh, even stricter you know, security features that only let the people you really want to watch. Uh, however, they all work fairly similarly in terms of if you were to create a you know, vidcast or video blog such as this, they all work fairly similarly. So now, um, as you know from Tilt episodes, I gather a few educational websites or different tools, uh, websites mostly. Uh, in some cases, it's applications, and I record the screen. And what do I use to do that? Well, I work in a Windows environment mostly, and at least I did when I started the uh, Tilt vidcast. And I use Windows Media Encoder thanks to Dean Shiresky. Shiresky.blogspot.com um, for that tip. It's a great screen recorder. It's free. It's what I'm using right now. I'd show you a little more, but um, it's, you can't really show the tool as you're actually recording the screen. So it's a free download from Microsoft Windows Media Encoder 9. Uh, I believe they've got another version, newer version in beta, but which I haven't tried yet. But it makes things really easy. When you start up Windows Media Encoder, it gives you a number of options. One of them being do a screen capture, and you have the ability to record your voice as well or just do the screen capture. A very, very good tool, easy to use, you get a very good quality. And what I always do is I use the highest possible settings on Windows Media Encoder. Um, later on, I'll show you how I chop up the episodes in Windows Movie Maker. And when I publish from there, then I'll sometimes tone it down a bit to allow for files that aren't too huge in size, but 
for the screen recordings I always do the highest possible. If you're a Mac user, um, a good suggestion would be Snaps Pro. And uh, here's a link from the Apple website. It's put up by a company called Ambrosia Software. I've heard, I have never used uh, any screen recording on the Macintosh before, but I've heard great things about this tool. It is shareware, which implies that there is some cost to it. It's not freeware. I don't know the exact price. I was on the Ambrosia software website and I saw 69 bucks somewhere. If you're upgrading, it's 20 bucks or something like that. But uh, the Mac people seem to really like this tool, and I, there may be more that I don't know of. Um, but that's well, one suggestion if you're on the Mac. So you want to record your screen or uh, if that's the type of video blog you're doing. Now, once you get your screen recordings put together, and for a typical episode, I'll have anywhere from you know two or three different screen recordings to seven or eight or whatever um, I go into Windows Movie Maker and if you're on the Mac I iMovie does uh, just as good a job perhaps better um, Mac users will certainly say that anyways uh, the this is a deadly simple tool Windows Movie Maker and I won't get into it and do a tutorial on this here but let's just say if you've never used it before it's like the PowerPoint of making video uh, it's that easy. You can drag clips into your timeline like a PowerPoint. These little things here are transitions from clip to clip if you want. You can put video effects. You can make titles. Uh, you can do all kinds of nifty things if you really want to. In the timeline mode, you can trim off clips or split clips in half or do all kinds of really simple things. You can add in sort of a, the audio layer. You can add in a music in the background and control the volume of each of those if you wish to. It's very, very simple. And it's sort of a, as you can see by one, two, three, and four, it's sort of a wizard type activity guides you from beginning to end. And you have your little preview here. And when you're finished, you just, uh, you know, save your movie to your computer or, uh, and then you choose your format. So making the video is uh, one part and is is actually the first part after you do your screen recordings you sort of chop it up and make your titles how you choose to from there we need to sort of get it onto the internet now you may or may not have web space and what I came across um, was a great website called our media and it's free though as they state in here the global home for grassroots media basically allows you to upload any of your media, they have video, audio, images, text, interactive. Um, I, of course, have only used the video and a couple images, but you can publish stuff to the internet right f through their web based tools. So if you have your video completed, you can simply use their web tool here, uh, web application, to upload it. If it's an extremely large they say if it's larger than 10 megabytes, use their publisher tool. This is a tool you can download and install for free. It's available for Windows and Mac. And it lets you publish uh, files that are a little larger. You don't have to worry about maybe your browser timing out and losing it halfway through. Add a little bit of information to it, and you can basically um, upload all the video you want. Uh, this is where I upload all the Tilt videos. And then uh, later on in Blogger, which we'll get to a little bit later, in a Blogger post, I'll just put a link to this video in here. So here are some samples of things that I've uploaded. And you can see there's Windows Media and MPEG-4 version. 
Now, I should also point out that everything that I'm showing you here costs nothing, except, of course, if you're going to buy Snaps Pro on the Mac. But in the Windows version, which is where I make everything, everything that I've done costs nothing, which is good, because I just do this for fun on the side. And I mean, who has money to throw at stuff like this, right? Which is also good if you're a classroom teacher and you want to do some of this with your students, because free is good, as we all know. So we have our videos created. We have it uploaded to the internet somewhere. When I first got started with this blogger, uh, as you know, web blogs can create um, an RSS feed or an Atom feed. And basically what the RSS feed does is if you want to submit your you know, your podcast to iTunes or if somebody wants to subscribe to your you know, video podcast or such that if any new episodes come out of your videos or your audio or what have you, uh, it can be delivered to that person automatically. I won't get into RSS a great deal here. However, in iTunes, in the iTunes store, there's a podcasting section and right at the bottom in the left uh, under kind of more information, there's a, a link to submit your podcast to the iTunes directory. And basically, it's going to need a feed, the podcast feed, the RSS feed. And um, you'll have to consult with whatever blogging tool you use as to what that actual feed is. Now, when I started with Blogger, um, I would create the blog post, uh, I would, and then I would put a link to the video. Okay, this is this is from that R Media. Uh, I put the link in there, and iTunes wouldn't sort of catch that that there was a video in there that it needed to download. Now, the newer versions of RSS do that, and what I used. To create a feed that has that catches enclosures, as it's called, it's FeedBurner, FeedBurner.com, and I think most of I think the new WordPress uh, that you can get and Blogger, I think they do, especially the Blogger in beta, sort of a beta newer version of Blogger. I believe they do have the ability to catch those enclosures. However, if you did want to create a FeedBurner feed for your uh, video podcast, your you know screencast, what have you. There are some other features in here that some people like, as far as creating these video or audio podcasts. You can get the ability to publicize your podcast for make it easy for people to you know subscribe. There are a whole bunch of other neat little features that that come with this. And basically, all you need to do when you register is you just basically give them the web URL to your weblog and they sort of create the feed and do all the rest. So when you submit to iTunes, you're submitting the feed of FeedBurner. For example, mine is uh, feedburner.com slash tilt is the, is the URL for my um, iTunes feed, which is from, pot, uh, from FeedBurner. So that's what I use. And um, again, it's all free. Now, as you notice, or may, may or may not notice, uh, iTunes will only catch video that is in QuickTime version or MPEG-4 version. It won't it won't catch or show a Windows Media. So here I've created this movie with Windows Media, 
and I want to have it available for people who want to subscribe to it or download it in iTunes or just people on the Mac who don't necessarily have any way of playing Windows Media video. So the easiest way, and I've been back and forth, I found some free tools you can download, free applications that will convert stuff for you and, and so on. And, and you may find that yourself, but the advice I'm going to give you is Google Video. Uh, it's video.google.com and once you create, you need to create a Google account, which many of you probably have. They have a number of features and so many different things available for educators these days. One of them being the ability to upload your own videos. Here's a my kind of video upload page that shows all the different videos I have. And, and uh, the one thing that I really like about Google Video is that you can upload any video in any format basically and what it will do here's a sample from episode 13 here's my Google video page what you can do is you can download a version and what I did was download I uploaded my Windows Media version then once it was available on Google video and it used to take you know even up to a few months ago it used to take three four five days for them to approve your video now it can be as as little as a few minutes for them to you know approve and make your video live and ready to go so what you can do then is you can what I do is I download the version for video iPod slash Sony PSP it's an MPEG 4 version so to recap I create the video I upload it to our media I also upload it to Google video I download the MPEG-4 version. I then go back to our media, upload an MPEG-4 version. Okay, so now on our media, I've got uh, a link to an MPEG-4 version and a link to a Windows Media version. And what that does is, then when I go to Blogger and I want to create a an episode kind of posting. For example, let's do episode 12, web-based applications part two. Um, I have here the MPEG-4 version, which I got from Google Video and, and uploaded it to our media. I have the flash-based version that people can view right through their browser. I also just put a link to the uh, actual Google Video page, such as, which is this, because it makes it a little larger for people who want to kind of view it full screen. And then I have a link to both the Windows Media for the Windows people who kind of want a slightly smaller version in some cases, uh, or maybe I'll have it higher resolution, or they just want to view it in Windows Media. But for the Mac people or for the iTunes, by putting this link in here, and this link is from our media, and they give you that link when you upload it and say, here's the link. I just put that link in the blog posting, and then when I save it, um, iTunes will automatically catch that sort of latest uh, version that I've put up there. So let's take a look at a sample blogger posting. I'll put this title, a little description. To make links is, is really quite simple. I'll just type the words and then I'll highlight them, click the little link button and then put the web URL from the particular website in there. That part's pretty easy. 
then here's the great thing about Google Video and you could probably do the same thing with YouTube I know a lot of people use YouTube and there are other services that do the same thing to put that episode here into my blogger posting where is it got too many windows open here like this you want to see simple you just click on this little blue button here called email dash blog dash post to myspace you click on it and then you tell what you want to do we want to embed that HTML and they have like ways that you can automatically post it to blogger but I don't want to do that I just want to embed that HTML and I'm not an HTML guy but if you do that you see it just gives you this right here so you just highlight it all you copy it and basically now in your blogger posting there's two kind of views here there's compose and edit HTML I'm not exactly sure how WordPress does it but I believe it's the same you can put you can put HTML code in most blog postings that I've seen from different blogging web-based blogging platforms so I'm gonna to go to edit HTML and basically wherever I want that episode to be right and you can see right here here's the uh, here's the exact HTML code that I got from here. So you paste that in there, and it basically it basically works. Uh, it's it, it just comes right into your screen, and and it'll it'll basically work. Again, I put, and you just can basically go back and forth from this compose to the edit HTML. You can take a preview to see what it would look like. Uh, make sure it looks right on your website. Um, yeah, so it's basically a bunch of links, and you can put the Google Video smaller version right in the posting. So it gives people a lot of options in terms of how they would like to view your web content. Now, you may or may not want all those features. You may not want to have this video, um, you know, subscribable in iTunes. You know, you may not care if, if people on the Mac or if people on Windows can view your videos so you may not need to have it in two different versions but that's how I do it so again everything's free it does take a bit of time to find the websites you want or to create the videos to upload it to create the blog posting with all the different uh, necessary things it's not difficult it's just a bit time-consuming so good luck create send me the links so I can show off your great work and uh, whether you're doing this yourself or you're um, doing this with your students I think you'll have a lot of fun There's a lot of thinking that's involved it's forced me to learn a lot and that's one of the reasons I do it is because it kind of forces me to learn things new things and then uh, you know the sharing parts the fun part so good luck <laughs>